And that's why these are the top two things you can do for your brand, and they have nothing to do with visual branding, storytelling, or video. Hello, and welcome to a very special series of episodes on the Your Visual Brand podcast. My name is Alec Watson. I am a director of photography. I work in visual branding. I tell the brand stories from big brands to little brands and communicate them through imagery, which is about 30 to 60,000 times faster than text. And I'm not talking about the texting on your phone. I'm talking about copy, the things that we write. The fastest way to communicate to an audience is through visuals. And that's why understanding visual branding and the power of it is so incredible for business. Throughout the next six episodes of the Your Visual Brand podcast, I'm going to take you through the chapters of my Your Visual Brand course to teach you how to raise the bar on your visual branding. In three, two, one. Visual branding isn't just for marketers. It is for an entire range of people who are looking to communicate who they are and what they're doing. It's probably for people like you. We tell stories on our news feeds, on Facebook, in our Instagram. We're telling stories about ourselves. We're telling stories about our small businesses. Even as professional marketers, we're looking to tell stories. And you know what? I know from my list and the questions that I come in that we have that full range. Some of this series is going to take us back to basics. Others of it is going to be stuff that you've probably never thought of when it comes to visuals. Most of us actually think in terms of visual storytelling. When you're daydreaming, you're imagining something, what's happening? Pictures, pictures are going on. When somebody asks you how you're feeling, you've probably got pictures going on and then you've got to translate those pictures into language. Sometimes it's really difficult to do, even for ourselves. Visual branding and visual storytelling is part science, part creativity, and always challenging. I've been telling visual stories for a long time now, uh, two decades. And between my work for big brands and small brands on stills and video, I've managed to make a living out of it, out of telling stories. I've also gone to school, finished up at Harvard recently. And I'm super proud to say that I uh, took a prize for top grades. But more than that, what I'm proud of, the, the goal was, the, the why of all of this was to become better at teaching what I do. So over the next five weeks, I'm going to take you through a, a kind of a, an audio visual branding course to help you raise your game, tell your brand story better, understand your brand, understand your audience, and figure out how to take your social media, align it with your websites, your checkouts, helping your business to become more successful, which in turn helps your employees, your families. That's my legacy project, raising the bar for all the people around me. My online course, Your Visual Brand, takes us into lots of detail and it's very visual and tons of work went into those visuals that makes it very quick and easy to learn today we're going to talk about setting the foundation knowing who your audience is and what motivates them and why that's important how they interpret your imagery because man it makes a big difference I photograph and film advertising. Advertising is kind of a niche of marketing. When we think of marketing, one of the terms that comes up is demographics. 
Now, I might be a little strange, but I actually happen to really like data and demographics. I, I thought, well, I find people fascinating. And one of the things that we can look at with demographics is big data. And big data can be quite fascinating in terms of our patterns, things that we like, things that we choose to do as a big group. Now, here is a problem with demographics. Demographics tend to run counter to the idea of a brand. What does that mean? So let's think about a brand for a second. If I were to give you a definition of a brand, it's, it, the brand isn't the company, right? The brand is kind of going back to, gosh, probably like grade seven English, the idea of personification. The personification being attributing uh, personality and human characteristics to something that's non-human. Kind of a, an abstract, the abstract qualities of being human. That's what we do with branding. When we think about branding something, I don't want you to be thinking about the graphic design or the logos or the colors. You really want to be thinking about the personality of the brand. And in this case, your brand, whether, whether that's your personal brand or the small company that you're running or the mid-sized company that you're marketing for, always be thinking in terms of the personality of the brand, the personification of that brand. What does it stand for? If it was a person, what qualities would it have? The easier it is to write down the qualities of what a brand has. So, th so thinking in terms of a person, it's really easy for me to say, gosh, I really like that person and I admire them because they're honest, they're kind, they always do the right things. When we can apply those to a brand, that's when we will gain loyalty towards that brand. Now, I imagine I'm not telling you anything you don't know about branding at this point, but I just want us to start all at the same place because when we start talking about visuals, this is the kind of thing that we want to be thinking about. If I'm asked to take a portrait of a person, the things that I'm thinking about is, is what am I going to subliminally say? And from the area that they're photographed in, the way the light falls on them, their body language, the clothing that they wear, with the goal that the viewer, who is not supposed to judge a book by its cover, is going to judge the book by its cover and look at this person and decide whether they're honest, kind, strong, smart. All sorts of qualities that aren't listed in any way, but are rather inferred by the viewer. The same thing happens every time you post an image on your story on Instagram, a post on Facebook. We're all telling a story in some way. Some of us are very intentional about that story. Others of us are unintentional, but we are always telling a story, a narrative about who we are, what we believe in, what's important to us and what's not important to us. So when it comes to visual branding for an actual brand, the same rules apply. They're obvious when we're photographing people, yet, like I said, there is actually no list 
uh, of qualities. They're just things that are inferred. The, the same happens every time when we share pictures of our brand. We're always, always telling a story in some way. We're saying things that we believe, that we don't believe. And the goal is to communicate that story and have it apply to the characteristics of our brand consistently so that we're always telling a story about our brand that reinforces that narrative. So the number one thing you can take away from this for getting your visual branding right and setting the foundation of your visual branding is personification of your brand. Actually go to the trouble of writing down the positive characteristics and qualities of your brand. So they're codified and in front of you, shortlist them, get it down to a really short list of what your brand, if it was a person, what they stand for, what's important to them, because you are going to refer to this and use it again and again. Your second big step in setting the foundation for your visual branding is knowing your audience. Now, you would think that this goes back to demographics, and demographics are definitely a part of this, but you know what? They are way, way less important than you think they are. I mentioned earlier the demographics deal with big data. Big data is fantastic if you've got piles of money to throw around. And I don't know about you, but I don't have piles of money. In fact, I always want a great return on my advertising investment. The best way to do that is not through demographics. It's through knowing your audience's motivation. What's the difference? To help understand the difference, I'm going to give a super free plug to my wife's company, Healthy Role Models. Healthy Role Models is a women's fitness company that focuses on fitness, nutrition, mindset, philanthropy, and is known for having the most supportive community anywhere. I can tell you that if we were just to use demographics, that the core demographic probably sits between women of 35 and 45. They are moms and most of them work. We could target that through demographics, but wow, that is a huge audience. And there's a bunch of women in that audience who would have no interest in healthy role models. If, however, we look at the motivations of healthy role models, we're going to hit the audience way better and they go way outside of that demographic. The audience for healthy role models, I mentioned their moms, but they're moms who believe that showing their kids how to live a better life leads to more positive outcomes for their children i.e. don't tell them what to do, show them what to do. These are also active women who want to show up better in their personal lives for their partner, show up better at work, be in a happier mindset, and their core values have them believing they live a more enriched life this way. I am inclined to agree. Now, when we understand that motivation, we know what the visual branding story should look like. And through social media, we're now able to reach a core audience with those beliefs that's actually much wider than those demographics. And in healthy role models, there are women from, believe, probably about 19 up to 70 
who have those similar kinds of beliefs. And as a community, they all fit and work together because of those core values. So the number two thing you can do to greatly improve the storytelling of your visual branding is to understand the values of your core audience. Worry less about the demographics and more about what is important to them, what they value. And then you're going to be able to align the personification you've given to your brand with the core values of your audience. It's a little like matchmaking. It clearly has much less to do with big data demographics and much more to do with your inherent understanding of people. Now, you would think the big brands and agencies understand this because they work in this world for a living. And you would be amazed at how many times this goes wrong. This is like the core understanding of branding and how to reach your audience. We haven't even talked about pictures. Let's talk about one that probably some of us have a memory of where this all went wrong. That famous Pepsi ad with Kendall Jenner. Now, that turned out to be tone deaf in 2017. It seems really obvious now. It would, it would be very obvious now that that ad was not going to work. But let, let, me give you, let me give you a quick recap on what happened. It was a very, very expensive ad. And it was pulled on the very first day. So picture a huge demonstration. Uh, it's, it's not violent. There's people out in the street en masse. And in the ad, we're actually not sure why they're there. There's also uh, a large police presence. And I guess they're setting up the concern that there's going to be a clash between the protesters and the police. Uh, fortunately for everybody, uh, Kendall Jenner just happens to be in the middle of a photo shoot, uh, nearby, sees this going on, grabs a Pepsi and takes it over to one of the police officers offering them a Pepsi. And then for some reason that we don't understand, everything turns out fine because she just made world peace with a Pepsi. So if we go back to our two foundational rules that number one, we always want to be thinking about the personification of our brand and the characteristics of it. I'm not sure where this fits in. Maybe Pepsi makes you feel good. Um, it brings calm. I, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to apply to any of the messages of personification for the brand for me, at least that are, that are obvious or that run with any of their other campaigns. If anything, it reminds me of uh, in Canada, there is a company called TELUS that has animals on just on uh, like a white screen and they're kind of dancing around and that's who sells telecommunication services. It doesn't make any sense, but it creates a positive feeling. The idea being that positive feeling is attributed to the graphic that they throw up of TELUS. And then we constantly have positive feelings about TELUS. And, and this kind of style of campaign, this works, and we, we'll talk about this later. That's maybe what they were going for with this ad. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't work for a bunch of reasons. After understanding the personification of our brand, all the positive characteristics that we want to include in our materials, we need to understand our audience. We want to think about what our audience wants, what motivates them. And certainly you could argue that they were on track 
with this in terms of, well, the audience probably, you know, they want world peace. They want to have their, their voice heard so that, you know, they, they want to assemble to say something and not feel a clash with the police. So like all those things kind are kind of working, but one of the things that they really missed on this was their audience believes in authenticity. Any person that believes in something enough to go out and march in the streets in a large, large group of people that wants to hear their voice heard, that believes they might be in a situation where there, there may be civil unrest, because that's what's being suggested here. Anybody who believes any of this stuff is, believes also in the authenticity of the message. That's going to be way, way up the top. Uh, honor. Honor code. And Pepsi totally broke the honor code on here. There's nothing authentic about this. They just kind of switched the whole role of how, how this ad might work. And wow, did that clash with the values of their audience. So it becomes super important for us as a brand to not only know what it is that's important about the personification of our brand, but we need to understand the motivation of our audience. And we need to list those motivations because if you miss an important motivation of your audience, man, things can all go wrong. And if the big time professionals can blow it, wow, how easily can we do it? In marketing, you'll hear the word avatar come up or ideal customer. This is the reason that you create an avatar or ideal customer and have a few of them. List as many important things about them as you can. List what they like, what motivates them. All the things you can think of that are part of your core audience. Because this will become important as we move in to telling the story of our brand. I actually have an avatar for you as a listener. Now, I may or may not have got it right, but I probably understand your values, what's important to you, and why you're listening. And that's super important for the success of my business, but also because it matters to me that I'm giving you information that can make your world a better place. That creates a legacy for me and helps my business along. And that's kind of a win-win. And I believe that's our goal with the branding that we do in all of our businesses. I have a fantastic course on visual branding that will teach you everything you need to know to raise the bar on the effectiveness of telling your brand story and, of course, make more money. You'll find that at yourvisualbrand.com. It's currently on its first sale ever. It's currently 25% off. And today, if you enter in the coupon code YVBPODCAST, all in caps, I'll add another 10% off. And please reach out to me and let me know how it's improving your business. I'm loving hearing stories like that. And it also helps me to help other people. In next week's podcast, we are going to talk about how we actually tell story in images through color, texture, luminosity, fonts, and logo. We're going to break those down because it's amazing how much storytelling is found in those areas. Until then, have a fantastic week. Go out, take some intentional photos of capturing the beauty around you. Not only is that wonderful to share, man, it makes a difference in your life too. It's 
one of the ways, one of the many ways we can all make the world a better and more beautiful place. <laughs>